Are you in search of your perfect cup of coffee at home? Do you crave a fresh cup of joe from the comfort of your own kitchen? Well, look no further because Black Sun Coffee is here to help. The medium roast from Black Sun Coffee features notes of Brazil nut, grapefruit, and oak. The freshness is guaranteed to start your day off right. Go to blacksuncoffee.com, that's B-L-V-C-K, and use the promo code CONFIDENCE20 for 20% off your next purchase. I'm Leah Shaw, and welcome to The Confidence Factor. I think we can all agree that feeling comfortable in one's own skin is an integral component to being confident, but I don't think it's as easy as most people would assume it to be. How many times have we heard about someone who presents as confident but are actually dying on the inside? Getting to the place where one is comfortable being who they really are is hard work, and most never get all the way there. I'm reminded of this part of a passage by Mary Ann Williamson, your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. She also says, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I'm choosing to pretend that this quote was written with today's guest in mind. Let's listen in as he shares his journey. The confidence factor. All right. So I don't even know what to say about today's guest. One could say he's the reason I'm sitting in this chair right now. But officially, today's guest is a motivational speaker, rapper, educator, and mental health advocate who has traveled across the country empowering others to step into their purpose, take control of their stories, heal, and live a quality lifestyle built for success. He's also a sneaker aficionado. He is the originator of the term shawsome. He is the abed to my Troy and Harper's Godfather, the one and only Josue JQ Quinones. Yay! Or Thank yay! You. Is what yeah, I should yay! yay. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be in the background. I feel it's, like that just. It's like a sound be. effect, like boom, yay! Yes. <laughs> so, welcome. Wow, thank you. Thank you. You. I love twinning, that intro, of course, you know. Yes, twinning. As, <laughs> As usual, always, right? yeah, it just happens. Troy Abed. I'm telling you. So <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, um, <sighs> yeah. This is exciting, friend. It, I just got to start by saying that. This is amazing. Uh, okay. So thank you, and I'm honored. Likewise. Really Likewise. So um, how do we know each other? <laughs> so... So the first time I actually remember meeting you, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but it was with Tanya. Um, I was working a summer program for EOP at Bing, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to, I think, start as an RD that fall, that August. And I think you were at training. You may have been in training. I don't You were somewhere, and Tanya met up with you, 
and was like, oh, this is Leah. She's the one that's going to be your supervisor. And I was terrified. I was like, uh. So that's how we first met. But how we know each other is that you were my supervisor. My <laughs> Wait first a minute. three years. Was that after I interviewed you? Because I it interviewed had to you. Did, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had to I scared been, you in yeah. the interview too, didn't I? A little bit. Yeah, but okay. I didn't really know who you were then. True. Like the first True. time I feel like I met you, met you was, was then, with Tanya. Because she actually introduced. That time I was just like, ah, there's all these people. I don't know none of y'all names. Gotcha. I just know that y'all interviewing me. <laughs> I don't know none of y'all. Gotcha. Y'all interviewing me. <laughs> Got it. So, um, so that's that how we know happen. each other. Is you were actually my supervisor. Um, in my first, I would say my first full-on professional role, which mm-hmm. was as a resident director. And we just now have developed into this beautiful blossom and friendship. <laughs> yes. This is, we family at this point. Might as well be. Might yeah. as well be. <laughs> so uh, you know why we're here. You know what we're talking about. Uh, and you know how, well, I don't know if I shared, like, this was kind of born out of my dissertation topic. And I just had so much fun interviewing these women that I just felt like there were more stories uh, mm-hmm. to be told. And so yeah. I just wanted to keep the conversation going. So, uh, so you know, we're talking about confidence. And so the yep. first question yep. I have to ask you is, how do you define confidence? Um, it's changed over time, but Mm -hmm. the way that I define it now is more so it's tied to faith. Mm. I can't escape that. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like before I wouldn't say that, but I think now I'm at a place where it's tied to faith. For me, confidence is faith in oneself, faith in something. Um, Mm -hmm. I think trust is a part of that too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think that fear is in there, but okay. it's not a, it's not the most important piece. Mm-hmm. Um, because I used to think that confidence was the absence of fear. Um, and I don't know, no, I don't, I don't think that I believe that anymore. I think fear can still be present, but you mm-hmm. still move forward with it in faith that, you know, what will happen, what will transpire, what will be. And, result is the opposite of what you fear um so you still have it but you go forth anyway um that's that's i would say that's what confidence is it's it's the faith and trust that what you hope for what you expect is Mm -hmm. going to happen even if there is some fear that it could not happen Mm. so how did you arrive at this definition of confidence what's the journey Um, really my own life experience. And I think I credit you a lot. Um, and I'll just go right here and say it. I credit you a lot for <laughs> it because yeah, we gotta keep it real. Um, yeah, I just got to keep it real authenticity. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because when I first started as RD, I don't, I never saw myself as confident. Um, and sometimes I'll be honest, I don't always still see myself mm-hmm. as confident. Um, but I really heavily doubted myself in that role. I was never an RA. I didn't have the slightest idea of what being in residential life at a college was like, um, other than having lived in a residence hall, which that's a different story. But um, <laughs> yeah, but so so I was, you know, afraid. I was like, yo, I don't know how good I'm going to be at this job. I don't know if I'm going to do very well at this job. And I did it anyway. You know, and I had support from you and I think you helped to recognize where some of my strengths were and you helped 
push me to challenge myself in some areas where I did second guess and I mm-hmm. did doubt. And so, you know, that's why I say that the fear piece is still part of it because I was still afraid of certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I even remember um, when I, when I decided to be the chair for one of the committees, like I was terrified of that, but I was like, I nah, I gotta that. do it. Like I have to do it because if I want to be better prepared for the next opportunity that I might encounter, I got to just go forth anyway, mm-hmm. you know? And even while I was in that journey, I was still fearful. I was still unsure. I stand, mm-hmm. But I kept going and I kept going. Um, and, and so, you know, just having jumped at professional opportunities and even life opportunities now with the transition that I made away from Binghamton and, mm-hmm. and the university that I knew and taking a part-time job to now do other things, like there was some fear there, but I had to just trust, you know, and and have faith that what I hoped for, what I asked for will transpire, even in the midst of that fear. And so here I am now, you know, um, three years out of RD life, three years out of an academic counseling role that I dreamed of once upon a time. And now, you know, pursuing another dream mm-hmm. that that I'm hopeful will will materialize into all the things that I envision. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick a little bit um, yeah, go ahead. here. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to define your life defining moment for you. Um, okay. Because I think we have talked a lot about uh, life post Binghamton, the yeah. wonderful Binghamton University, State University of New York. Because uh, you shout out to them. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> well, that's how we met. So definitely. Right. Uh, right. But you know, you were an undergraduate student there. You were a graduate student there. Then you worked yeah. there for a number of years, and so it was. Yeah definitely a very large and significant part of who you were, you were comfortable, all of those things. So the decision to leave, I'm sure, was not a small one for you. Well, I know it wasn't a small one for you. So, (laughs) and I feel like knowing you and you like, I mean, who doesn't like being in positions where they are comfortable? But moving mm-hmm. outside of your comfort zone is a big thing for you because you like you like your box. <laughs> you yeah. do. Yeah. And so yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I feel so so that was a big step for you. So knowing that, how would like how would you describe JQ before that? Because I also feel like that is, you know, there's fear there, but there's faith there as well. Um, yeah, which yeah. feeds into kind of your definition of confidence. So mm-hmm. how would you have described yourself before that moment? And then how would you describe yourself now that you've made That's that great. transition? That's great. So as I hear that question, I honestly, I go all the way back to undergrad. I mm-hmm. go all the way back to even before um, grad school and <laughs> I was Let's nowhere near. I was nowhere near. <laughs> yeah, I was nowhere near mm-hmm. who I am um, and how I am now. Then, and there's still pieces of that that I'm working through. But mm-hmm. I was scared, you mm-hmm. know. And and when I say scared, it was like I would not budge 
from from my box. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, if I'm being fully 100% transparent, I often sought others to define what the box was. Mm. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of, and I still do this now and I got to work through it. And that's why I'm going to therapy once a week. I have no hey. shame in that. Um, but I constantly looked for others to help define who I would be, mm -hmm. right? Like, what do you expect? What do you want? What do you, what do you, what would you like? You know, if I do this, are you going to like me? If I do this, are you going to push me away? Are you going to cut me off? Are mm -hmm. you going to, you know, think negative things about me? Whatever the case may be. So I operated from that, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't fully know who I was. And so I didn't have confidence. I was always afraid and second guessed any decision, any choice I made because I was afraid that I'd either be letting somebody down, mm -hmm. um, that I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good enough at it um, or or, you know, or if it if or if it really was who I believed myself to be. Um, that's who I was in undergrad. I was lost searching for myself and, and allowing a lot of the times other people or images to define who I was um, and influence my choices, my decisions. Um, and, you know, that's what led me to, to make decisions like deciding to hustle in college mm -hmm. and, and all kinds of poor choices, which I don't necessarily regret. Um, but I recognize that those those were the decisions and the choices of someone still trying to find themselves, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so that's who I was in undergrad. And I think, you know, realizing that that wasn't who I was, it really wasn't who I pictured myself to be in the future. Mm -hmm. I had to make a change, you know, and I started to really dig into like, who am I? What do I gravitate towards? What actually interests me? Um, and that's when I started to really think about people right I was always interested I mean it's interesting I'm making this connection now right but like <laughs> I always sought to understand like what do you expect what do you what do you want what would you appreciate what would you accept right mm -hmm. and so trying to understand what people want I was just interested in people mm -hmm. I was interested in understanding how people think why they think that way um and so that's what led me to pursue human development and social work um and then wanting to be a counselor because I also and studying that helped me, it helped me realize stuff about myself that I hadn't realized, mm -hmm. you know. And so I wanted to be able to be a conduit for other people mm. to, to, to dig into themselves and understand themselves in their context and how that influences their thinking and their mm -hmm. decisions. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm going off the rails, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, I, I was very much a shy, quiet, timid um, fearful kid. Um, and you know, I was, I was, I, I always say this too. I was, when it was time to do pre, so when it was time to do presentations in class, mm -hmm. if I had a piece of paper or something in my hand, my hand would be shaking. Like you could hear the paper shaking. Cause that's how scared I was being mm. in front of the room. Mm -hmm. And till, I mean, I say to this day, but I was the kid that all throughout elementary school, high school, undergrad, and grad school would not participate in class. Mm -hmm. I would not for the life of me ever raise my hand to answer a question, to ask a question. I just, I sit there. And if I, if I didn't get it, maybe I asked somebody else. So I try to figure it out on my own or, you know, I'd never forget one moment in grad school. Like I was, I in small groups, I was good in small groups. It was like three, four, five of us talking in a group. I could contribute, no problem. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it got open to the larger group, I was like, nah, I ain't saying nothing. Like I'm good. I've and seen that in action. 
<laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I still do it to this day sometimes. It takes a lot for me to really mm-hmm. must up the courage to to speak in front of a large group, which mm-hmm. sounds counterintuitive or, or opposite of what I do as, as an entrepreneur now. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth. And I remember in grad school, we were having a small group discussion in one of my classes and I'm contributing, I'm talking, I'm giving my input. And as soon as they open it up to the large group, I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. One of my group mates raises their hand. So I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. You know, she going to talk for the group. Cool. So the professor calls on her and she's like, yeah, I'm just raising my hand for Josue because I know he's not going to raise his hand and share what he said in our group. So I'm raising it for him. And I was like, and the professor looked and was like, so what did you contribute? And uh-huh. I was like, I was like upset, but also like, dang, I can't even blame her because I was like, very involved in our mm-hmm. small group. Mm-hmm. And so that's who I was. And there's still parts of that that I still have and I'm mm-hmm. working through, uh, but very much shy, timid. And now I'm, I'm more, you know, it takes, it still takes some, some, some work and some wrestling to get myself to like voice myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's part, I think that's really it. Like I didn't, I don't think I had a voice then. Mm. And it's now that I'm starting to recognize like, yo, I have a voice. Mm-hmm. Now it's a matter of how do you trust in your voice and mm-hmm. share it? Because um, mm-hmm. I didn't always trust it. And sometimes I still don't. Um, so, yeah. So going off script a little bit. Because, um, I, 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 of course, I, I, I talked about like, you know, the transition of moving from Binghamton. But I don't really think yeah, that's yeah. it. What What is the moment that you feel helped? you to realize that you have a voice and even being comfortable hearing your mm. voice. Like what mm. was, what, what, what was that moment for you? Um, you know, I think there's several mm-hmm. because again, I think because I'm still working through it, yeah. I don't know if I feel like I still have the, that definitive, like, mm-hmm. yo, it was this time, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's been several moments. One that immediately comes to mind was my first year as an RD mm-hmm. and being part of the RA selection committee and doing the information sessions that students had to go to. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, each of us had slides we were responsible for. And when it became my turn to to speak and do my slides, mm-hmm. I never forget. I got in front of the room, in front of all the students, and every all my colleagues were behind me. And I start going into the slides, right? And and I'm going over the steps they have to go through for the process of, of applying. So I'm like, oh, so I'm going to go over the steps, blah, blah, blah. So the first steps is you have to actually attend an info session. And that's what y'all are here doing right now. So why don't y'all give yourselves a round of applause for completing the first step? And the whole room just starts clapping. Uh-huh. And I was just like, huh? Oh, oh, that that's, that's kind of cool. And <laughs> I followed that up with... I just wanted to see how much control you would let me have over you. So thank you for indulging me. And everybody started busted out laughing. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. was like, yo, that was a great feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, what if I could do this and like impart wisdom, share a story, motivate folks, you know, inspire them and push them to just be a better version of themselves. What if I could do this? Mm -hmm. And that would be the end goal. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that was one of the moments where I, I could say like, yo, I have yeah. a voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one that comes to mind is when I released my album about two, three years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's another one because I've, I've written music and I've rapped for decades at this point, mm-hmm. you know, since I was mm-hmm. in seventh grade, which I don't even know how old I was, probably 12, 13, how mm-hmm. old anyone is in seventh grade. 
but I never shared any of it publicly. It mm-hmm. was always shared amongst me and my friends, maybe a couple people that I knew here and there. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the process of recording that album, um, you know, I realized how therapeutic it was for me. Mm-hmm. And when I shared it with some of the people that were close to me, they kept pushing. They were like, yo, you got to put this out there. Like, mm-hmm. you have to share this. Like, this is, this is, uh, I don't think they said gold, but I'm going to say this is gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, damn, yeah, because I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm mm-hmm. not the only one that struggles with these experiences and emotions. And so, F it, you know, I was like, F it. I don't know if I curse on this. So <laughs> I think it's but, safe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like, yo, fuck it. I, I just got to do it. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's what it takes. You know, mm-hmm. it takes for me to get to a point where I've had it. Or I just say, yo, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Who cares what happens? Who cares what's the end result? Just do it. Um, and so I think those are the first two experiences that immediately come to mind. Mm-hmm. And I know that, mm-hmm. you know, ones as RD. Because I can't, I can't, I, and I say this to you all the time, I can't get away and I can't, I cannot, I can't go without acknowledging the fact that my three years as an RD and under your supervision and mm-hmm. with your help, I've gotten to those points. I don't know yeah. that I've gotten to any of those points without you having encouraged me, questioning me, pro- probing, you know, asking questions like mm-hmm. you're doing now <laughs> to really pull some of those things out because... I don't always, I haven't learned yet entirely how to just freely give those out mm-hmm. um, without being prodded or, or you know, I don't like that word, but without being um, asked, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, those are the, those are the moments, okay. I would say. You don't feel like you're on a one-on-one right now, do you? <laughs> it's okay <laughs> if you do. I just thought about that. I'm like, this so, seems so, like a so, 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 low key, uh-huh. low key, yes, but uh-huh. low key, no. So, low key, yes, okay. because I feel like this is just who we are. This is what we do. Yeah, it's you true. Know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. and low key, no, because I understand that, you know, this is for others. So, okay. hopefully, what I'm sharing is helping it's, enlighten and motivating and push others, you know? So. I'm sure it is. I just wanted to <laughs> check in on that. Yeah, I love that. That was good. <laughs> so, what would you say is your confidence factor? Like mine is being shawsome or being authentic. So what would you say yeah. is your confidence factor? Um, you know, when you, you asked that initially before we started recording, there was one word that came to mind and now there's like two. Mm-hmm. So I think I think one of them, the first one is certainly empathy. Um because I noticed and I think I think I realized that. I realized empathy in like two phases. I think the first initial phase where it came up again is as RD with you and you know one-on-ones because I never forget I don't remember the exact moment but I know that on several occasions you have told me like yo when when I talk to you you make me feel like I'm the only person in the world right now right like mm-hmm. you're all you're locked in on me and so I feel like the only person that matters and I was like really I'm just listening like that's just who I am um so actually, I guess it's three words. One is empathy, but listening. My mm-hmm. listening is is a confidence factor because mm-hmm. I zone in. Like mm-hmm. nothing else matters in that moment except the person that I'm engaged with, that I'm involved with, I'm conversing with. Um, the other is empathy because I feel like I'm able to really like hone in on people's emotions mm-hmm. and like put myself where they are to try and really feel how they're feeling. And if not, try to ask questions, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I realized that in our time working together, but I've also realized that during my time as an academic counselor where I'll be working with a student and it happened on several occasions, I never forget. I'm talking with a student and she's talking, she's talking, she's talking, she's talking. And in my brain, I just hear this voice like, yo, what is the pain? Mm. What is the pain that you're holding on to? This mm -hmm. is my voice like trying to scream at them. So after they get done talking, I was like, you know, I only got one question. And they were like, what? And I was like, what's the pain that you're holding on to? Mm -hmm. Waterworks. And ever mm -hmm. since then, our relationship was like, they wanted to talk to me all the time. They wanted, you know, and I was able to do that with a lot of students to kind of just read into where they're at. You know, mm -hmm. I, I remember asking another student, how are you? And she's like, I'm okay. And I was like, all right. Well, if you ever need to talk, my door's open. Just come on and sit sit, sit down. Mm -hmm. And probably like 20 minutes later, she came, sat down, and like 15 minutes in, waterworks. You know, and, and good waterworks, right? Like, I'm not making them feel terrible, like terrible <laughs> humans, but they're pouring themselves out. Mm -hmm. And and so I feel like the listening and the empathy is a confidence factor. Um, and I, you know, I'll venture out and say that I that my authenticity, you know, I'm working on building that one. I'm working on building that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on building that one. But it's a work in progress. But I think that's also part of it, right? When I get into a zone where I'm just allowing myself to be, right? Mm -hmm. Like even right now, I'm just allowing myself to talk. I'm allowing mm -hmm. myself to not think too much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that certainly is a confidence factor. Um, and I never forget the time you told me, don't give me vanilla JQ. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I yeah. Like... That's a moment, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, that has contributed to it. I've never forgotten that, mm -hmm. you know, even as I wear my chains inside still right now. Right? <laughs> but I remember that you saying, don't give me watered down vanilla JQ. I don't want that. You think anybody wants that? And I was like, dang. Did right. I say all that? I Maybe. Probably, if not, I that's what I heard. Did. In my mind, that's it's how fine. you said it. You it's may not fine. have said it like that, but that's how I heard it in my mind. Yeah. That's what I heard. That's funny. <laughs> so then... This is my last question. Okay. Pick a number between 1 and 33. Oh, come on. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Do what? Just pick what? a number. Yeah, that's hard for me, though. Um, between 1 and 33. Mm -hmm. My question is, why 33? But, um, oof. I can't pick two. Hmm. I can't numbers? pick two. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Do I have to like explain why? Pick the numbers and okay, then I'll okay. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh the first one that immediately came up was nine. Okay. And then the second one was twenty-two. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing what you now know with the knowledge yeah. and the experience that you've gained and even in the confidence that you now have and are still working um, to have, mm -hmm. what would you tell your nine-year-old self? Oh. <laughs> oh. And then what would you tell you your... blew me out the water. Well, that's why I'm... Yeah. And then wow. what would you tell your 22-year-old self since you had to go and pick two numbers? Man, you're going to make me cry, Leah. Um, my nine-year-old self, yeah. I would tell... Wow. Wow, that's dope. That's fire. Um, I would tell my nine-year-old self, it's going to be okay, man. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't understand you. Mm. They don't get you. Mm -hmm. But I get you. Mm -hmm. 
I get you. I understand. It's funny because my therapist asked me that similar question one time. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yo, that's crazy. (laughs) But but yeah, I I would tell him like, yo, it's all right. Like people are not going to understand you. They're not going to get you. Mm -hmm. But I get you. And you just got to be yourself. You got to let yourself be Mm -hmm. um, because you're going to feel more free. You're going to feel more free. Um, And then my 22-year-old self... um, Dang, 22. What am I doing at 22? I think I was in grad school by that point. Um, what would I tell 22JQ? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is just trust you're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like at that point, there was a point in my life and it probably was around there where I wasn't thinking too much and I felt confident, right? Like mm-hmm. I was gung-ho about, really I was gung-ho about being an EOP counselor. Like mm-hmm. nobody could tell me nothing. Like that's what I was driven towards. That's what I, everything I did was about that, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of how that whole success as a lifestyle philosophy and program came to life was it's it's really from my experience as an undergrad, but then how I mind shifted into just building my entire lifestyle around that one goal, that one dream, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I, yeah, I tell my 22-year-old self, like, go ahead, bro, keep going. Like, mm-hmm. this is, you're going to you're gonna be great. This is leading to greatness that you don't even see yet. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that was, that's a dope question. I like that. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was great. Well, wow. that's my final question. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Wow, that's deep. I you did good. That deep. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you I try. It. I be trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm decent at best, you know. <laughs> well, well, before I let you go, uh, yeah, let yeah. everybody know where they can find you, social media, um, and yep. then, like, what projects are you working on? What should we be on the lookout for from you? Oof. Oof. Um, all right. So uh, my website is www.successisalifestyle.com. That's where you can find uh, speaking programs, contact information, testimonials for stuff that I've done before. You can find music, music videos on there as well. Um, my social media handles are Josue JQ Quinones. So that's my first name, J-O-S-U-E-J-Q. Q-U-I-N-O-N-E-S. And that's on everything. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, And then as far as projects, I don't really know. I'm Mm -hmm. doing music. I know that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, What's going to come out at the end of it, I don't really know. Um, But I'm definitely, I got music. I got music and I'm I'm looking forward to releasing that into, into the world and sharing my voice and see what kind of impact it it has. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it when it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for doing this. And and giving me Shawsome. So, uh, because I I, I, like, you were the first person to drop this idea of me being a coach. I never even put that together until Mm. I uh, crossed paths with you. And so you kind of set a lot of things in motion because wow. you helped me like you were a very you have always been a mirror for me um mm. in helping me to see myself 
the way I've always wanted to be seen and the way I always thought I was, but you gave me like the language for that um, mm-hmm. and affirmed mm-hmm. that for me. So mm-hmm. uh, you set a lot of this emotion. So thank well, you. You're absolutely welcome. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad and honored to have been able to do that without even knowing that I was doing that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty in it. You know, that's my confidence factor. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, All right. Thank you. It's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Confidence Factor. Be sure to check out my website at www.beshawesome, or beshawesome.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at b.shawesome. As always, thank you to Golden Ox Studios for making this a reality week after week.